Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. Time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of his age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blindly busting, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul. For a chance to receive his mark and our difficulties and father I just uh, I love this verse and I'm going to read it again because I need to be reminded of it I wish I would read it every morning when I wake up 2nd Corinthians 12 verse 10 therefore I take pleasure in infirmities I take pleasure in reproaches I take pleasure in needs I take pleasure in distresses for Christ's sake for when I am weak I am strong father we all need to be reminded of this we need your strength to be able to endure the things that we're enduring even now uh, we need your strength to be able to get through the days as uh, it says in Daniel 725 that he the Antichrist will wear out the saints and surely surely enough that appears to be happening gangbusters and father we just need all of the um, supernatural strength that you would be willing and kind enough and merciful enough to give each of us not only for uh, our spirits but also for our flesh because the days that we're in right now, as you know, are very, very difficult for us to endure. And um, and uh, not only are they difficult for us to endure physically, but they're also difficult for us to endure uh, spiritually. And um, we just we just need all that you're willing to pour out upon us to draw us in closer. If we're suffering from sicknesses, ailments, um, uh, ailments that cause incredible amounts of pain, Father, we pray that you will take that pain away. We come against it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and we declare in Jesus' name that plead the blood of Jesus into our bodies to heal it. We believe that healing will take place. We stand upon the promises of the scripture. And Father, we just wake up every single day uh, just trying to have a, a long-suffering and incredible patience for the, th- the times that we wish were happening right now. You know, we see the things that are happening 
happening around the world, and we want to believe with all of our hearts, all of our hearts, that at any moment things are going to explode forward, and we're going to be eventually, if not sooner than later, taken away from this place, Father, because many of us have worked very hard for the kingdom. Many of us have done as much as we can even possibly think of through prayer and praise and praying for the lost and and uh, just you know doing the things that we've been admonished to do um, all throughout the, the Scripture. And we are indeed worn out. We are indeed tired. Uh, but we believe with all of our hearts, Father, that, that you have more for us to do here. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here anymore. And and we believe, Father, that you will fill us with the strength that you have promised us in Isaiah forty thirty one. For those who wait upon the Lord, those who work on your behalf, Father God, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And we believe that you are going to pump us full of an anointing that can only come from the throne room. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will continue to advocate for us before our Heavenly Father, because we are and have been chosen indeed to live in the darkest and the most difficult times that the world has ever seen. Father, we pray for our fellow brothers and sisters who are unable to see these things as they encroach and, and close in on us as dark, black, evil walls. We know that um, you know some people can't handle it. Some people just cannot deal with uh, you know coming to grips with being thrown into the midst of the very end of the end of times in the Holy Bible, but we are surely there. And we praise you for it, Father. We thank you for your extra strength. We thank you for your anointing, Father. I also ask you in the name of Jesus that you will uh, just pour out a tenfold anointing upon every single person who lifts me up for even, even by name for a moment in prayer. I pray in Jesus' name for every listener of this program to be strengthened by the anointing of our Heavenly Father and, and the presence of the Holy Spirit and the presence of Jesus Christ in us as we go through each day having to surrender uh, the things that we see happening around us into total trust in you, Father God, because we, they, we, there's no other option. And if that is the way we have to be taught, if that is part of the refiner's fire, then so be it, Father. We submit ourselves into your hands. Do with us what you will, whatever you may do. We praise your holy name. And now to him, our Lord Jesus, who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless someday before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. And to you, Father, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Hallelujah. Amen.
Wow. Well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, so I uh, popped off a little email to my ex-boss at my old job, and uh, and he called me just before the show started. And I had said in my letter of resignation, I said, I have plenty of money in the bank, and that's I didn't say anything else. That's all I said. I said, I have plenty of money in the bank, which, of course, the word plenty, what does that really mean anyways? You know, I mean, what's plenty to one person is a ridiculously small amount and barely livable to another, but that's all kind of beside the point. But I put it in there just to kind of... I don't know, just to throw them off the scent because of non-competes and things like that. And beside the non-compete that I have is um, not worth the paper that it was written on. And it's a long story. There's There were several gazillions of, I don't even know how many people were laid off in, in the numbers of people. And it was constant, constant toxic layoffs. And it was just handled very poorly. But anyway, um, uh, you know, so um, I just didn't want, you know, I already knew because uh, some of my friends, you know, that I work with that I love very dearly that were let go uh, had gone and, you know, they, you know, one of them in particular is a, was a, is, a, is a wonderful Christian. His name is Mark. And um, he took, uh, you know, the documentation over to his lawyer. Um, you know, I guess he's run his own business a couple of times in the past and had a lawyer that he had used on occasion and, you know, on retainer, et cetera. And he said that the lawyer went over and he said, it's not worth the paper that it's written on. So I, I did have inside information that that was the case, but I just wanted to throw him off the scent. So I said, you know, you know, I knew it was ambiguous and un, and really kind of not meaningful, but what I didn't anticipate was that my, my ex boss was going to take that as me retiring. So when, when he calls up, he's like, Hey, how's it, how's retirement going? And I quickly changed the subject because, you know, all liars are going to be cousins. The lake of fire and then i'm like father if i didn't handle that well please forgive me and you know i was like all freaking out and i, I never even it never even occurred to me you know i just assumed that he would n- have known uh but i guess not you know so whatever i i I guess I threw him off the scent a little bit better than I thought. <laughs> anyway, praise God. Um, you know, so uh and who knows, you know, I may I've been thinking about things and I know and uh you know and, and if you have thoughts about this, you're always welcome to email me at jbaptist seven 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 at gmail dot com. Again, that's J Baptist seven 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 at gmail.com. Praise God if you feel led. Um uh, always welcome. But anyway, um you know, I'm kinda kicking around the idea since the Lord is clearly tarrying, now I, I do believe that we're getting closer and closer and closer. I think it's inevitable. I think we see it happening. I believe still to this very moment that, uh, you know, the whole Donald Trump thing is going to happen. It's going to lead to civil war, uh, you know, particularly if if what, you know— some of the prophecies, dreams, and visions have indicated over the years does in fact happen with him and all that kind of stuff. And I've mentioned all the symbolism, the comment that was made by the entity that refers to itself as Bill Gates. Uh, you know, um, you know what he had said about uh, Donald Trump uh, being like JFK prior to the election. And also the the symbolism associated with uh, Trump doing his um, his little uh, Fox News State of the Union address with Brett Baer and stuff right there in front of the Lincoln Memorial. I mean, there's just so much symbolism, so many things that God, I believe, our Heavenly Father was showing even us just to kind of let us know in advance that these things are, in fact, going to happen. It's not just some Simpsons episode, praise God. So I, I, I feel pretty strongly that that's going to happen. Um, you know, that's going to that's a long time from now. I mean, I, I at least for me. 
it is. I mean, maybe not for you, and that's cool. Praise God. If you're one of those people where time, where you can look forward into time and time just is flying really fast for you and everything, you are a very, very anointed and blessed Christian indeed. Uh, for people like myself who look into the future and, and I, I see, you know, the Antichrist manipulating and controlling Biden, uh, you know, and, and, and Biden, what is he? I mean, he is not human. There's no doubt about it. I know as a fact that he isn't. Uh, I can. I know he's some type of a reptilian being. I have uh, the video evidence of his eyes, uh, like a viper. And by the way, that's right out of the Holy Bible. Uh, in I believe it's the Testament of Amaran, and if it's not that, it's the Testament of Reuben, which are both out of the Dead Sea Scrolls. But anyway, um, so I know that he's an entity, fully demonically possessed, and it, and definitely, as far as I can tell, a reptilian being. And the, and the whole mask thing, you know, what's up with the rubber mask thing kind of surfacing all of a sudden? I don't know, but I, I, I have a hypothesis for that. I might have mentioned it before, but I think that what must be happening is they're not able to get enough. See, the problem is the reptilian beings cannot maintain their shape. They can't maintain their shape. They can't shape shift <clears throat> unless they have enough blood. And that's just the way it is. They got to drink human blood in order to have the power that's necessary to manipulate the mass in order to be able to shape shift into the, you know, into a, a being that, that, you know, is, uh, you know, looks like um, Hillary Clinton or whatever the case is. All right. Now, all that being said, if, if there is, you know, if they are unable to get enough blood, I would think that that would be a real problem for somebody in the you know, the whole Biden thing and all that. And if that be the case, then they would need these rubber masks in order to hide what they really were behind the masks. Okay, so then that would explain hypothesis only. I have not, I have no other theories. I have no other posits, nothing. That's the only thing that I can figure is why there are so many of these rubber masks being exposed on, uh, you know, videos on the Internet right now. Um, and so I, I, I'm sticking with that one until I find a better ex explanation for it. Uh, otherwise, I don't. I can't think of another reason why they would need to do that. Um, and and, I, and the, the key word there is need to, N-E-E-D, need. Okay, now, if they're not able to get enough blood to be able to maintain their shape-shifting or they don't want to take a chance on shape-shifting in front of the camera or whatever the case is when they're, you know, in front of the cameras all the time, uh, in that case, I can see where they would want to wear a rubber mask in order to prevent their, you know, potential sh shape-shifting back into a reptilian from being uh, viewable on the television screen. Now, that, again, that's just my my theory. But anyway, praise God. Um, yes, I do believe we're getting very close. Okay, so this isn't meant to rob anybody of their hope. I, I do know that people are running out of gas. I get it. I get it. I see it in so many different behaviors. I see it in tears. I see it in things that people are saying to me, um, you know, communications, whether they be via email or text messenger. I hear the tone, I hear the words, and the words are absolute, they're breakdown words. They are literally emotional breakdown words. And that is what a lot of our fellow brothers and sisters are going through. Those of us who carry the burden of being awake and aware at the level that we are at, Okay, and, and there's a lot of us that are close behind us. They might be three or four exits behind us. But being where we are at, okay, that carries with it a burden that is so, oh my. I mean, I can't think of any words. I mean, really, there are so many of these concepts that I want 
to very, very, very much. I want to be able to communicate them effectively. But the problem is I run out of words. There aren't words that are intense enough, intense enough, okay, to be able to express what it is I'm trying to express. Because I think of words like, you know, astounding, astonishing, stupefying. It doesn't meet it. It doesn't meet the requirements for what I'm trying to convey. Because we, uh, you know, it's one thing to be on the island of misfit toys. It's another thing to have King Moon Racer cut off your little piece of ice and send you out into the Baltic Sea uh, and, and be completely, completely ostracized um, because of what you are aware of and stuff that you can't even say or share with anybody else. Uh, because, you know, for a gazillion reasons why, uh, everything from being, you know, I mean, it's dangerous. And even nowadays, it's incredibly dangerous to even share the things with other people that we know about. Because you don't know who you're dealing with and you don't know what's behind. You don't even know if they're wearing a mask. Okay, so really, you know, we're surrounded by some of the most seething evil that I think has ever, uh, to Benjamin Baruch's account, you know, I think he had made a comment along this line on the last show we did. It was awesome. Uh, whereby he had, you know, implied that he felt that the darkness that we are experiencing in this season is far worse than things that have happened in eras gone by. I believe that he's absolutely correct. I think that that is a fact. Um, uh, I believe that. But the thing is, here's the thing. Ignorance is bliss and you can be the happiest person on the block. And so what happens is you, you know, I'm not going to get into the five stages of grief and all the different types of denial and anger and things that you can go through as you begin to wake up and have your entire cosmology and worldview ripped out from underneath you, that will t uh, toss most humans, most human beings, regardless of whether or not they're Christians or not, it will toss them into a state of panic, and they can not handle it. it, it literally, some of them will have to be put on me special medication. And I'm not joking around about that. That's not an exaggeration. Some of the people out there that we know, probably people that we interact with on our jobs, if if we do, oh, <clears throat> some of them cannot handle what we know. They would think that what we're saying is absolute lunacy, that they need to report us to somebody because we're obviously not fit for being out in public or around anybody. We could be dangerous. Um, and anyway, you know, it, I can, I can, you know, looking back on everything that I've gone through over the last 12 years, actually 15, 16, 17 years plus, uh, you know, the, I, I can sort of relate, you know, if I go back in time and I look at where I was in the very beginning, if I had known what I know now, I remember, like, for example, when Lauren Peterson was trying to explain to me how angels need to use technologies and that there were men angels and other kinds of angels and all that kind of stuff. And he's explaining to me that angels, you know, can, you know, have to use spaceships, you know. And I was like, okay, you're you're a lunatic. You're a nutbag, you know. And, and I remember it was something like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I really, I went off on him because I was like, you know, you are some kind of crazy, dude, you know. But it took me a while to be able to embrace that. He had, you know, he's very patient with me and he explained to me why that's the case. And then all of a sudden, bang, you know, it just like the light came on, the bell rang. And I was like, Oh, I get it now. I see how this works. See, so once the light comes on, it's like, then you can move to the next level and you start to take on more and more 
esoteric mysteries of the Bible, more and more esoteric mysteries of our existence, more and more very burdensome truths associated with who we are and what we're surrounded by. And um, and that is a very tough, you know, red pill to swallow. It Indeed, it really is. And um, so, of course, one of the natural human tendencies, and, and it is a, I think it's, a combination of human and human spiritual tendencies. I really do. I think that there is a spiritual side of a person who's trying to live a righteous, godly, and pure life, whereby that they have become so burdened with the amount and the magnitude of the darkness that is surrounding them that it is repulsive to even be a part of it, to even wake up in the morning. You pat your chest and you're thinking to yourself, man, Lord, if you did, you know, please take me home. Please take me home. You know, it's like you get to a point where, you know, yes, you want to serve your father. Yes, you want to please Jesus. But on the other hand, you're surrounded by evil and demons and shapeshifters and entities wearing masks and mass murderers and vaccines. And I mean, I just saw a video before I came live on the program. I am not joking you. And I bought myself a magnet. It's a special it's, it's just a, it's not any kind of a special magnet, but it's a magnet that I can hook onto my keychain. Well, anyway, the reason why I got it was. <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason why I got it was uh, there are uh, there was a lady, and um, and she was in a grocery store. I watched the video, watched her do it, and she had a piece of magnetic metal, and she picked up some beef, uh, ground beef, looked really good to me, uh, off the uh, grocery store shelf, and she held it up in front of the camera. And then she took the piece of metal and she put it against the ground beef through the plastic. And sure enough, that metal stuck to the meat. It was magnetic. The meat was magnetic, which means it's got these graphene oxide nanoparticles inside of it. So they are injecting the beef already. It's making it to our shelves already. And I'm like, well, dagnabbit, you know, if that's going to be the case, um, from now on, I'm going to go to that place I told you about, uh, which is, and I'll tell you about it once again, just in case you didn't, um, Hear about it the first time, praise God. I just clicked it, but the link is not coming up. Why are you not coming up? Oh, good, good browser. Good, good browser. All right, way to go. But anyway, it's called um, White Oak Pastures. Again, that's whiteoakpastures.com. And these guys made a proclamation right on their website. They ha- they own a small family-owned ranch, and they have every everything you could ever imagine. You know, I mean, really, they have just about everything you could put. Lamb, uh, goose, geese, you know, ducks, you know, you name it. They pretty much, pretty much have just about everything you could ever imagine. And they made a proclamation. They said nobody is going to come on our property and inject diddly into any of our animals. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I got to check this place out. And sure enough, like I said, the one thing I really liked about them is that you can pick everything out a la carte. They're not packages. A lot of these places that will ship beef to your house so, you know, they'll say, here's a $60 package of X, Y, and Z, and it'll have X number of burgers, X number of steaks, you know, that kind of thing. And it's a package, and you can't a la carte it. Okay, this place lets you do an a la carte. So you can say, I want one of those, I want one of these, I want one of those, I want one of these, I want one of these, one of these. And then you put together a package, and you scratch off a check or whatever and pay them, and they will ship it if it's over $349, which that's chump change when you're buying meat nowadays. But 
they'll ship it to your house uh, for free um, if it's over that amount. Now, if it's under that amount, you're going to have to pay shipping. But I, I'm like, so what? You know, it's guaranteed good quality grass fed totally God's food. Praise Jesus. So, um, yeah, I got just in case I thought to myself, if I'm going to order anything from Wally World, uh, you know, in the meantime, I want that little magnet on my keychain to have handy because I'm going to stick it to the meat and see if it sticks. You know, and then I'll come on the radio show and tell you, oh, I just bought some magnetic meat, which is not a good sign, by the way. You don't want to eat magnetic meat. It's got to draw the salt line somewhere. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, yeah, life is weird. Like, you know, I'm hobbling around like a, I don't know, like a person that has a torn meniscus. Uh, it's no big deal. Um, it hurts, and uh, that, that's about as far as I'm going to go with it. I'm not in agony, so, uh, you know, it's nothing like an L4, L5. You know, if my back goes out, that's a whole different story. Let me tell you something. I've seen my MRI, <laughs> okay, and it looks like a giant alligator. My L4 and L5 vertebrae look like an alligator biting down on my sciatic nerve bundle and that is something you do not want to have act up on you i've already had the cortisone shots and wheeled into the operating room and all that kind of weirdness i don't want to ever have that happen again and boy let me tell you when that acts up boy the pain is so bad and um you know you know but what i'm experiencing right now it's um Basically, if I stand up and I just wait, if I wait like 10, 15, 20 seconds, I just let the blood kind of, you know, go through the leg and everything and everything, and then just slowly start to walk forward, uh, it's okay, and I can limp along and everything will be just fine. I can make it downstairs and actually eat something that's, you know, not a protein bar, <laughs> you know, whatever. But um, uh, praise God, uh, I do believe, you know, getting back to the biblical end times timeline, I still, unfortunately, now, now, what I don't know, and so here's your encouragement, what I don't know, and I could not possibly know, and I don't think we're meant to know, is whether or not the David Doetry spherical mothership is going to show up in the sky any second. Now, it could be tomorrow. It could be tonight. Okay, so, uh, and, and yes, I am queuing in on that, me personally, I'm queuing in, I'm focusing in, funneling in on that event being the event that warns us that the barley harvest is about to happen. I have had too many supernatural experiences happening happen that have linked it all together. The Sori Park vision, oh my goodness, the Mina Lee Gribben uh, dream. Uh, you know, I'll tell you how many confirmations I've got. I mean, the, the, the Augusto Perez confirmation where he had seen a vision of exactly the same spaceship in the sky. I mean, th this guy, this guy right here, Johnny, the guy that's talking to you, I'm the one who got the confirmations. I'm the one, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not sharing them with you because I certainly am. But I'm also not expecting you to take my word for it. I'm expecting you to probably go out and search on the Internet, just like I warn people about, on YouTube so you could find the next, you know, rapture hyper cycle and get all excited and then be let down because that's what Christians do. Okay, I expect that people will listen to the testimonies or whatever, and they're going to embrace because we're all, I mean, who wants to be here? Do you? Who would want to be here knowing what we know? I mean, how big is that burden? 
It's horrifically horrible to me to know about all these things, but you just kind of got to deal with it. And then you throw in a, you know, whatever it is, you know, a myriad of other possible problems, financial problems, spousal problems, threats for divorce, or things that aren't threats for divorce, actual divorce, uh, selling a property, uh, you know, incredibly painful sicknesses and illnesses. I'm not going to get into that, but I got a couple of people that are going through some pretty horrible things and I'm fervently praying for them every morning. Um, but, you know, and there's a bunch. I mean, you know, people are going through all, just a myriad, uh, just an untold number of awful things and way worse than what I'm going through. So I, I don't know how they, they manage. I really don't. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I, you run after a while, you know, you, you never give up praying, you never give up praying, you never give up encouraging, you never give up encouraging, never, never. Okay. But, um, you know, it's tough, you know, when you're praying fervently in tears for somebody for years while they're going through a really horrible situation that most people, I, I would raise my hand. I don't know if I could live through it, honestly. With that much pain, that frequently, I don't know if I can live through it. I know what it feels like to lay on your stomach when your back, when the back pain is, you know, biting down on your sciatic nerve and the agony that you're feeling. You're just laying there on your stomach, begging God in tears to please take away the pain. And um, and you know, it's a very, 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 very hard thing to have to go through. And you throw that on top of all the other weirdness that we have to carry with us as a burden. All you know, being aware of these things, and you know. Who wouldn't want to go home? I mean, there are times, you know, there are times when I want to be all that I can be. I want to get the greatest, you know, the best possible rewards, even though I've dorked up and don't deserve any. And I'm, you know, nothing but just generally hopeful that maybe, just maybe, I might, you know, not get banished to the top of a mountain, you know, 200 miles away from the city of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, Mount Zion. But, um, you know, but, but it, you know, there comes a time when, you know, you just kind of look at everything and you say, you know what, I would just be happy with a little pup that I would be happy just making it to heaven at all. I, you know, I don't know, you know, you, you, you hem and you haw, you hem and you haw, you know, on one side you get hopeful and you, you hope to be able to be all that you can be. And uh, then on the flip side of that, you've had about all that you can take. And you're kind of like, you know what, I'll just take a little bitty Thomas, you just give me the smallest version of the Thomas Kincaid country mansion that, you know, that whatever, you know, I, I'm, I'll be fine with that. Some, some little cabin with, with some bears and some, you know, friendly bears and not, you know, Kodiaks that want to eat me. Well, actually, I don't think they exist in heaven. I'm pretty sure there are no bears that want to eat you, no lions that want to eat you. No, I don't think anything wants to eat in heaven. They might want to talk to you because in the book of Jubilees, the animals talked in Hebrew. Okay. You know, so uh, I figure, you know, and then we've had testimonies of people that have been taken to heaven and have seen, you know, and, you know, were very animal centric when they were in heaven and said, yes, the animals do talk. They talk baby talk, you know, essentially to us. That's what they sound like, like they're talking baby talk. But we can talk to them. We can communicate with them, which I think is very cool, super awesome, and all that kind of stuff. We get, we need to stay focused on those kinds of cool things. But anyway, I believe, um, given all of uh, everything that I'm looking at happening out there, I know, I see it. I see people hugging. They're grabbing everything they can. It's 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 like a drowning person. It's like a drowning person. A drowning person will grab at anything because they're panicking. 
And by the way, when you learn how to save a drowning person, the first thing that they teach you how to do is to swim out and get your arm around their neck so that you can approach them from behind. Because if you approach them from the side or you approach them from the front, they're going to kill you. That drowning person will take that lifeguard and kill them in a, in a, in a millisecond. They'll kill them. Okay, so the first thing that you're taught when you're taught to be a lifeguard is to get behind the individual while they're panicking and flailing in the water because you've got to basically sneak up to them and get your arm around their neck, and then you've got to start, you know, there's a special stroke that you use. I don't know what it's called, but you have one arm around their neck from behind them, and you have to kind of like doggy paddle stroke with your other arm to bring and kick to bring them up into the shore to get them out of the water. Otherwise, they'll kill you. They will take you down. And that's when I see a little bit out there of people, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I feel the same way. I think we all do. I think most of us do. After all of the years that we've been going through, especially if you're one of the you know, masochists, you know, isn't that the right word for people who like to punish themselves that have been around here listening to this show since 2011? I mean, if you're one of them. God bless you, <laughs> okay? I'm just saying, you're a glutton for punishment. But anyway, um, uh, you know, because it, 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 the burden is so intense. The, the, the weariness is so intense. The get me out of here feeling is so intense that you just, you know, I used to say all the time, get me off this alien demon infested rock. And that was like 10 years ago for crying out loud. So you can imagine by now I'm like, oh, man, Lord. Can I make it one more day? So, but anyway, um, I've been kicking around the idea, and I'll get back to the biblical end times timeline and the Trump thing and what might happen, what might not. I don't know. But I'll get back to that in a second. But um, I'm actually kicking around the idea, given all, you know, all things considered. And I do mean all things considered. You know, I am 61. I am eligible for my earliest possible Social Security check in 60, at the age of 62. I would be forfeiting a lot of money. However, comma, for significantly less than what I would be getting in my monthly check, I can live in Panama for that. I mean, you can, live, you can actually live in Panama, believe it or not, very nicely, very nicely for $2,000 a month. And uh, there's an awful lot of people out there, depending on whether or not they were in the workforce their entire life, et cetera, et cetera, and not at McDonald's. If you're at McDonald's the whole time you work, you know, then you're, you're probably not going to be getting quite that much in your 62-year-old check. Okay, but in my check, I would be making probably $500 more than that. Take, you know, that would be my net, uh, you know, and, and uh, I was, have been doing a lot of research. Oh, my goodness, man, hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, they have these um, relocation services, and they take you on a tour. Now, you know, you got to pay for the plane ticket. You got to pay them, uh, you know, a couple grand. Uh, but, you know, it's a whole like seven day long um, like vacation in Panama. And they take you all around to these different towns and introduce you to David and, you know, uh, all these different places. And, and it's, it's fascinating because they got like rainforest. They got higher altitude places where it's a little bit cooler and it gets kind of chilly at night. And then they got places like David, which are just so hot. You think you just moved to the, you know, to the equator, which actually you're kind of pretty close to it. And then, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just such a diverse 
opportunity. There's so many. I mean, for example, you can rent uh, a decent uh, two or three bedroom home, a home for $350 a month. Okay, and so anyway, um, uh, oh, and get this, medical, most most expats, that li- you know, American expats that live in Panama do not even have medical insurance at all. They can get it if they want, of course, but they don't, they, there's a stuff called international, I didn't know about this, but there's stuff called international health insurance, and, uh, but anyway, but most of them elect not to get it. And the reason is you can spend 10 days in the hospital there for $1,200. The average uh, medical, you know, if you go in and see a doctor, Okay, you have a doctor's visit, it's two American dollars, two dollars for that doctor's visit. Okay, it's I know it's unbelievable. I know it's unbelievable, but it's actually very true. I've checked up on it. The hardest thing for me to figure out is all of the nuances associated with trying to drive your car down there. I want my car, I gotta want I gotta bring my dogs. I don't care about the rest of the stuff. The rest of the stuff, I'll just find a realtor that'll dump my house with all of its possessions. You can get more for your house that way, by the way, because there are actually people. Now most buyers want a clean, empty white wall painted brand new looking house they want it empty okay but there is a tiny percent probably people who are just getting started in life you know just you know just got married don't really have a lot of stuff uh you know they're leaving an apartment they want to get a house uh you know whatever one of them got a good job and then the realtor says well i got this house is you know it's fully furnished all this kind of stuff and you know that's the way i feel i feel like just dumping it all and, you know, the hard part is to get down there because you got to go through like five countries and all of them have these really funky rules and you got to follow the rules exactly right or else I'll put you in jail and all this kind of craziness. And so, you know, all that has to be figured out, sorted out because I'm not a risk taker when it comes to that. I don't want some El, Sal- uh, El Salvadorian police guy throwing me in jail for three months because I didn't pay a certain – fee or something before I crossed over some bridge. So anyway, um, but um, I have been thinking about that. I, I, because, you know, I I thought I'm in 62. I could, I could, you know, because I'm not even sure there's going to be social security available in the United States by the time I'm 67. And when I do the math pragmatist, you know, we've been doing this for 12 years. How long is it until, till let's say Donald Trump wins the presidency Looks pretty. The odds are incredibly good that that will happen. So let's do the math. Okay, we got a year, a whole year from now, which takes us over to May. Okay, of 2024. Okay, then we got to go all the way to November for the election. So that's May, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. That's like another eight months before the, even the election takes place. And then you've got November, December, and January before the inauguration takes place. That is a very, 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 very long time. Most people don't realize that the Russian uh, military uh, action that's taking place over in the Ukraine right now has been we're, – we're already February, March, April, May. We are now one year and three months into that conflict. Okay, and um, you know, and nothing ever happens. Just like Glenn Beck says, nothing ever happens. Okay, so it's almost like this cat and mouse game is going on between Putin. It's like Putin knows they're trying to dupe him into World War Three, so he lets them get away with murder. And then, of course, all the pundits and the Medvedevs of the world and everything come out and say, that's the last straw. We're not going to take it anymore. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And they use the nuke word and all this other stuff, make a big fuss. You know, Putin lets them do it. But he doesn't say nothing. And then nothing ever happens. 
Nothing ever happens. They've been fighting over the town of Bakhmut now since last November. I'm kidding you not. You know, and um, yeah, you know, there's supposedly one of the hypersonic missiles did take out a command post that was 400 foot underground, whatever. Uh, there, you know, not a lot of information leaked out about that. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're all surgical strikes going after munitions, going after uh, military equipment, uh, you know, uh, mobile howitzers, whatever the case is. Uh, and and but no, I mean, really, when you think about it. You know, you would think that by now, Putin would have lost his cool and said, that does it, you know, level Kiev, you know, and just, but then I think deep down inside, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a human rights issue. issue. It's, it's a war crimes issue for Putin. He, he's too ethical to do that. Okay, that's not how he's painted out. He's painted out as being some sort of a murderous, raving ex-KGB lunatic here, but that is not who he is. He was a cab driver before he started working at the Kremlin. Okay, so a lot of people don't know the real history behind the guy. But anyway, he 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 you know, he's he's a Russian Orthodox Christian and he doesn't he you know, he couldn't I don't think he could live with himself. You know, he opens up humanitarian corridors out of towns like Bakhmut and then he gets everybody out of town first and then he brings in the Wagner team and the other teams to start surrounding and moving in carefully uh, and you might say well it's scorched earth have you ever seen these cities have you ever looked at it you know I mean yeah no but it's scorched earth earth after they've gotten all of the kids and the moms and the dads and everything out of the town and then of course the west blames him and says oh he was like stealing children to sell them on the market or what you know in that kind of creepy stuff and no he wasn't no he wasn't it's humanitarian it's what's known as a humanitarian corridor so i think you know that he's he's holding back because for humanitarian reasons and also because he doesn't want to get – I mean, it's just – when you think about it, the, the drone bombing of the oil uh, facility in Crimea, that was a direct attack against Russian soil. Uh, right now, if you look at uh, Patrick Lancaster's channel on Telegram, uh, they're murdering. The Ukrainians are still slaughtering moms and dads and children that are trying to just go down and get some groceries at the store or go to school. They're slaughtering them right in the middle of the streets. I mean, I, I, I did not look at it because I did not want to see it. But I can tell you that I saw the aftermath of a couple of vehicles where a mom and some kids were on on their way to go get some groceries or whatnot, and they were vaporized, okay, by uh, shells that were launched from the Nazis in the Ukraine, okay. And I did not personally. They warned. They had a little warning there and said, you know, please don't watch this if you're offended by that. Kind of, I, I didn't want to watch little kids get blown to bits, so I didn't. Um, but they're still doing that on a daily basis, and they're doing it in land that the Russian, uh, you know, Duma has already voted to make part of Ru the, the Russian Federation. So as far as they're concerned, this is happening on Russian property. But yet we're still not seeing the response that you would think you would see from Putin. I can tell you that I just read an, an article of some Russians discussing things back and forth. And saying that the uh, the last night's or whatever yesterday or last night's um, attempted bombing or whatever this you know rather pathetic uh, uh, drone based attack against the uh, Kremlin is going to be met with you know this is it this was the last straw they're going to be met with this they're going to this is it you know they're going to this is going to be you know and this is the end of it they have hit the you know and I'm like I've heard that so many times in the last year I just like I'm like yeah right. 
Sure, sure. Show, you know, show me the money. <laughs> okay? No, it never does. It never turns into anything that you think is going to happen. Okay? And people are all out there threatening, oh, that's, that's the last straw. This is going to happen. That's, that's going to happen. This is, you know, blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And then you're like sitting there, I'm like monitoring periodically. You know, I take a break from work, have a cup of coffee or whatever, and I'll go out and I'll try to catch up and see if anything's going on. And nothing. Nothing. So anyway, um, you know, I look, I, I refocus my attention over to 2024. You know, there's no doubt there'll be a landslide thing for Trump. Uh, you know, then, of course, if we think what we think might happen based upon the stuff that it appears the Lord has revealed, plus the comments that the forces of darkness have already made, then um, that would launch forward this civil war in the United States of Babylon the Great, which has been prophesied by some of the most anointed people in the world. Uh, and then, um, and then, who is to know for sure exactly what's going to happen next? I don't know, but I can tell you this: I was having a conversation with somebody this evening about this very same thing because you know when I see people hugging on, they they hug, they hug real tight. Oh well, this is going to happen, and in my opinion, that's going to happen, and in my opinion, you know, and this is going to happen, and you know, and I'm like, uh, okay, all right, well, you know, I don't think so, but okay, you know. Um, but, um, no, I, I don't, I, I, I'm looking at the long haul right now. And, um, again, I don't know if the David Doetry spaceship is going to show up in the sky tomorrow. It could, I could change that could completely change our departure dynamics in a snap of a finger. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So we always have that to hope for, all right, because we don't know. We just don't know when that event is going to happen. All right. Now, all that being said, though, uh, that, that particular event aside, when we look at uh, the 2024, that's you know over a year from now, and then um, we don't know how long that'll go on until you know the civil war breaks out. And then the question is, you have to ask yourself, you know, if the, we know that the Antichrist is doing everything in his power to provoke World War III. We know that. Okay, it's it's so not even debatable. It's so obvious. And so when we know that 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 the Antichrist is doing absolutely everything he possibly can to create, to cause World War III, okay, you know, by, you know, using Russia as, you know, kind of false flagging Russia into, into doing something that would allow for the beginning of World War III, it's got to be, from the Antichrist perspective, it's got to be pretty darn frustrating that everything that he has attempted to do has not had the expected or hoped for effect on Russia. Russia has not struck back. Russia has done nothing that would allow, you know, NATO or whoever, you know, to, to uh, move in under article this, that, or the other thing. Uh, it's all kind of irrelevant. At the end of the day, the, the Antichrist is failing miserably. Okay, he is, and Putin is not allowing the Antichrist to trick him or prod him or poke him into doing anything that could be used in such a manner that World War III would break out. Which is really fascinating. You know, really, when you analyze it, you're, you know, it's befuddling. It's befuddling. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because I'm sitting here going, I, you know, how can anybody have that? But he must be one really smart cookie because he's not falling for any of it. None of it. 
um, to the point of being tolerant beyond my understanding, my own personal comprehension. I don't understand how he could be aware of what's happening in, in the Donbass, the slaughter of the children, the slaughter of the moms and the dads, and the, the horrible things that are happening still across those areas, and um, and not want you know just not want to lose his cool and go in there and just level the place. But he's much cooler, smarter cookie than I am, obviously. All right. So anyway, all that being said, I just look at it in dumbfoundedness, stupefaction. I I don't understand it. I I wouldn't. I. It's kind of like our heavenly Father. It's like how does our heavenly Father know the things that we know are happening on the world? Don't even get me going with with the children and the adrenochrome and all that kind of weirdness and uh, okay. But I have had many occasions over the years when I wondered to myself, how can our Father be that merciful? How come He has not vaporized this planet yet? Because it, it is, it, it's, it's, you can't speak. You become stupefied. Stupef, stu, being stupefied means that you are so mind blown away. You're, you're so blown away when you, when you consider whatever it is you're considering that you can't even speak that you try to form sentences, but you stutter. That's what stupefied means. And that is the most powerful word that I know of to describe that level of being blown away, befuddled, okay, astonished. Stupefied is a whole other level above astonished. And I am admittedly stupefied that our Heavenly Father I mean, his love for the people of this earth and the people that he intends to save and bring home has got to be beyond, far, 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 far beyond any of our comprehension, really, because um, because any of us that would look at the things that are happening around, you know, you would be like, are you kidding me? You know, it's almost like looking at what Putin's doing. You know, how can you have that much constraint? So anyway, um, you know, it, so I figure we're probably going to be here up through, you know, January 6th of 2025. How long, you know, they're going to allow Trump to do whatever Trump thinks he's going to do, which I can't imagine it's going to really mean amount to a whole lot of anything, considering the level of destruction that has already occurred. But. Um, you know, then you got the civil war thing. It's going to break out. What does that lead to? What happens then? You know, what comes next? We we got the Cascadia subduction zone event. Um, geologists are fussing like crazy about the emissions that are coming out of the 600 kilometer or, or mile. I forget what they said. Uh, crack that goes right along the Cascadia line. Okay, so th- things are queued up. Things are heating up. We, you know, you can. It's there, and you can feel it. It's tangible. Okay, but on the flip side of that, you know, you have to use a little bit of common sense and say, well, what has history taught us? And history has taught us that every time we think something's going to happen, it doesn't. Okay? So then you got to kind of step back from it, stop grabbing at every straw, stop acting like a drowning person and, you know, reaching for every, you know, floating twig and saying, get me off this planet, get me off this, because you know what, you're just going to, you're just going to be grabbing. From now until the date that, that you leave, you will be grabbing, 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 grabbing every little thing that you can grab to keep yourself from drowning because you want to get out of here. And I understand it because that's exactly how I was. 
Now I'm just kind of like stupefied going, oh, man, what are we going to have to go through next? I'm hoping that the spaceship shows up. Praise God. Um, so, like, when I when I see those FAA uh, weather cams and stuff and I see what appears to me to be a mechanical sphere, not a planet, but a mechanical sphere that appeared to be kind of like the size of a planet, when I see that, that is important to me. All this other stuff is just a bunch of noise and rumbling. That is important to me because there is a possibility that that David Doetry spaceship um, shows up anytime now. There's no – you know, of course you can hypothesize that do not harm the oil or the wine uh, at the end of the third seal means the entire bride of Jesus Christ is going to be here for the global financial collapse. You can hypothesize that, but you cannot guarantee it. There's no way you can be sure of that. And I hold on to that as faith, hope of, of a possible imminent departure at any given time, regardless of what else is queued up. Praise God. That helps to keep me going because at this point, I think we're all worn out. We, the, the darkness is as dark as it can get. Can't get any darker for us. And uh, so uh, we just keep on, you know, and, and what's happening now, of course, is that people are they're, – they're, they're batting at shiny objects. People are talking about this. They're talking about that. You know, they, they, you know, you ne- hardly hear anybody talking about. Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, s- 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 gosh, I can't even remember the name of CBDCs. Uh, you know, all, all you know the 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 singular. The, the ID, you know, the digital ID of various different kinds. That now in July they're doing their first pilot, but you hardly hear anybody talking about that. We heard a little bit about the bank that just went under, which was already in big trouble, and they were already talking about it going under. So it was no big surprise. Anybody, citizens, and anybody who pretends like it was a big surprise is playing you. They're playing you like a fiddle, like uh, like uh, uh, Tiny Tim, you know, visiting, uh, you know, the Johnny Carson on the Tonight Show. I mean, that guy, man, was he, do you think he might have been like a Mulvaney type of a person? I don't know. There was something wrong with him. I don't know, but whatever. Uh, so when I look at all the things that are going on and I, you know, this could drag on for a while. It really could. So that's why I'm, like I said, I'm hoping for the spaceship. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. All I can say is when I look into the future, you know, having to endure, I mean, because, you know, I'm not getting any younger, okay? So if I can retire down in Panama and at least get a place that has pretty decent internet, I can keep on doing the radio show and, you know, eat a banana here and there, here, here or there, and play with my dogs in the backyard, and I'll be fine. I don't really need anything. It'll just be, it'll be like living in a hotel room, which I've done, you know, so many times I can't even count them. So, I mean, you know, I just grab a bunch of stuff, throw it in the back of the car and make sure I don't get arrested driving through five countries on my way down there. All right. You know, so I can actually see that working. Of course, my greatest concern would be that once the United States flips up, upside down and civil war and all that other weirdness starts happening, that the federal government will shut down and then nobody will be, nobody will be receiving their Social Security checks. And I'll be sitting there going, uh, oops, <laughs> I can't have a thing, although that could happen anywhere. So I guess it's really irrelevant whether I'm in Panama or uh, Nova Scotia or wherever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I don't know. I'm looking at all these different things and trying to figure out what do I want to do? You know, what am I willing to put up with? Uh, Would I rather try to pay off my house, which would be – I just recently got a book 
from that guy, Clayton Moore, Morris. He wrote it. He's into finances and things like that, and it's like how to pay off your house in five years. Well, then I say, say to myself, five years? Good grief. I'll be like, let's see. So I'm 61 now. It's like 66. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if this stuff keeps on dragging on like this, I'm thinking Panama sounding really, really good. I don't know. So I'll have to figure it all out. Um, but, yeah, the uh, we don't know. We don't know. You know, again, tomorrow we could wake up and there's a big old spaceship right up in the sky. It's on all the TV shows. And then, woo, boy, let me tell you, we're going to be celebrating then. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, uh, you know, that's 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 my story. I'm sticking to it. I do not know uh, how long this is going to last. It, we could have that spaceship turn up at any time. Uh, I do not perceive an event uh, occurring, uh, uh, you know, like like Putin doing something or NATO doing something or the Polish doing something or the Germans doing something that's going to trigger. Okay, and why is there a black car pulling into my driveway with its four ways on? What? What? This is just weird. I did not order anything. Okay, let's see. This is just too weird. Thank goodness it's not a Tahoe with a bunch of uh, guys in military, um, paramilitary gear, but um, I'm still befuddled. Maybe it's uh, it might be an Amazon. Oh, I'll bet you I know what it is. I My Keurig machine broke uh, today, and um, I, I watched a YouTube video on how to take the thing apart and how to fix it, but it turned out that the um, – and uh, thank you, thank you, Alina. I'm sorry. It turned out that uh, the amount of effort it was going to take to repair it was significant. And uh, so I went ahead and decided to bite the bullet and buy it. So that's what it is. It's a uh, <laughs> it's not a paramilitary team coming to get me, uh, but it is a uh, an Amazon person dropping off the uh, the Keurig machine. Because if I don't have my coffee in the morning, well. You know, that's one of the things that's going to go in a car if I go to Panama. Okay, I'll tell you that. The Keurig machine's going with me. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, um, on that note, let me go ahead and move in. Uh, Elena is hanging in there for us, so we're going to be bringing her live uh, on the program very quickly. Do not have an awful lot of news. Now, I do want to remind you, I'm not going to read the whole testimony, uh, the whole dream, but I am going to remind you. Um, you can type this into DuckDuckGo.com. What you want to type in is an event will occur that will begin World War III, the number three, and there is no stopping it. Okay? An event will occur that will begin World War III, and there is no stopping it. Now, if you just type an event will occur that will begin World War III into DuckDuckGo, and you scroll down about four or five links, you'll find it. They have it still published at Z3news.com. Now, I have a copy of it tucked away, but I, I went to Z3 News, and I am going to read this to you, by the way. So uh, come this Sunday night, I'm going to set aside some special time to go ahead and read this and maybe even toss a few comments out there. But basically, Sister Rachel Baxter had been shown she had not a lot. But, boy, when she was given a dream, it was powerful. And you just knew in your spirit, you just kind of knew in your spirit that she was definitely hearing from the Lord. And in this particular dream, again, the title says it all, an event will occur that will begin World War III, and there's no stopping it. Now, think about what I just said about the Antichrist having a difficult time 
provoking Putin. Okay? Are you hearing me? We're already a year and three months into this. And they've been doing everything that they can do. Everything that they can think to do. You understand? Can you imagine the level of frustration that the Antichrist has at this point? And I think it's by design. I think Putin is doing it on purpose because I think that he knows they're, they're trying to entrap him. So then I go back over to Rachel Baxter's dream from God, and it's and he uh, Chicago gets nuked. So if you think about it, can you can you see how easy it would be for the Antichrist to get to the point where you know he's at its wit's end? All of these Satan-worshipping, baby-killing pedophiles that are in the Pentagon, they all get together in one of their underground bunker meetings with, you know, this shape-shifting reptilian wearing a mask called that refers to itself as Biden and whatever. You know, and, they, and they're like, we're going to have to go to Plan Q. You know, and, and everybody's going to be, oh, man, Plan Q. Okay, well, let's do it. And then a ground-based nuclear bomb goes off in Chicago. And they say it was the Russians that did it. Okay. Guess what? That's a pearl. Har- that is so much bigger than a Pearl Harbor event that words cannot describe. So the average, you know, uh, you know, uh, Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light drinking individual uh, out there would, let's go get them. This is, you know, we're gonna World War Three and that kind of thing. So I believe in my heart, I could be wrong, but I believe right now that this what. God, what our Heavenly Father showed Rachel Baxter is, in fact, what they're going to do. Because they're not able to, they can't provoke him. He's unprovocable. He's unprovocable. That's my take, and I'm sticking to it. And I'm pretty dogmatic when it comes to sticking to things. That's why, while all the other preachers and teachers out there that were telling everybody that Obama was the Antichrist five years ago or six years or whatever the number of years was ago, they all gave up on it. They've all moved on. They're all talking about somebody else or something, you know, and, and, and uh, not me. Uh-uh. No siree. I know he's the Antichrist. As a fact, I know he's the Antichrist. Now, all that being said, he's got to be incredibly frustrated. And, um, and so they're going to have to eventually go to Plan Q. They have to. They need to make what they need to make happen happen. Oh, and by the way, they need to make what they need to make happen happen before so that they're able to institute everything and get everything in place before 2030, right? All right, so anyway, um, I, that's my personal take on what is likely to happen. I just don't know the timeline, and I do not, you know, I don't know what comes first, second, third, fourth. When does the Cascadia subduction zone event happen? We don't know. What, you know, when does, uh, you know, the uh, Israel go in and, and shoot two tactical nukes uh, into the base of the Fordow facility? We don't know. Uh, when does North Korea sink the aircraft carrier? We don't know. You know, we don't know what exact order of events are. We know these things are all queued up, okay, but we don't know the precise order of the events. We don't know when the next pandemic is going to be released, but we know that one's going to queued up. We know that they're injecting uh, graphene oxide uh, nanoparticles into our meat. We know that. I told you I saw the lady holding, you know, holding up the magnetic to the meat, and the meat was magnetic. So the point is we know certain things, but we don't know that the spaceship isn't going to show up in the sky tomorrow. There's your hope. Embrace that. 
Because if you're going to sit around embracing this notion that, you know, they pushed Putin too far and suddenly Russia is going to go in and do some massive attack against, you know, and, you know, what? Really? After all the stuff that's happened thus far, that year and three months of this stuff, people getting murdered, children getting slaughtered in the streets, and Putin still hasn't responded to this stuff. I mean, he has. He's taking out the weaponry. He's taking out the howitzers. He's taking out the tanks. He's taking out the aircraft. He's keeping them on the da- – you know, he's keeping them down. He's holding them back. He's wearing them out. But at the end of the day, there's no gigantic Russian Federation blitzkrieg that everybody thinks is going to happen eventually. Year and three months, folks. Please. So anyway, um, thus far, when it comes to these types of predictions, I'm not saying I'm Nostradamus or anything, but I will tell you, I haven't been wrong yet. Not yet. Could be tomorrow, but I'm not yet. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and go into the news. Hallelujah. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh... Game over. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Kids, are you ready? Can't leave out the kids. Can't leave out the kids. Kids, what should you do if someone rolls their eyes at you? Roll them back. (laughs) They pull their eyes out and roll them across the room. You have to kind of get around. Okay. Uh, I think you guys gave me a bonus there. All right, kids. How do you know when a bike is thinking? How do you know when a bike is thinking? You can see their wheels turning. Hey, man, your wheels are turning. All right. All right, kids. What does a storm cloud wear under its raincoat? Don't be getting creepy on me now. Spanky, put down the tablet. Thunderwear. (laughs) Storm cloud, thunderwear, raincoat. You get it. All right. I'll take three for three. It's been one of those days. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, next up. All right. Watch Russian security forces thwart drone attack on the Kremlin. So evidently they have some film of that. Uh, They have, you know, and they do. They do. Uh, And it's on the Internet. And like I said, I have seen comments, commentaries from groups of, well, just by their names, uh, clearly Russian names, uh, making comments about this is the last straw. They're not going to get away with this. Uh, You know, really bad things are going to happen. You wait and see. Shaking her fist. This is it. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Next one up. Russia warns of retaliation for Ukrainian attack on the Kremlin. And it goes on and says, Russia reserves the right to retaliate anywhere and anytime it deems necessary in response to the drone attack on President Vladimir Putin's residence. The Kremlin has said, and it goes on, this, that, and the other thing. We shake our fist, we rattle our sabers, and we tell you that we will come for you. Sometimes we even use the N-word. But. Like Ben Glenn Beck says, nothing ever happens. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. All right. Next one up. 
Yeah, this one here is uh, uh, says, and the title, or I'm sorry, the headline is, Russia's Medvedev calls for, quote, the elimination of Zelensky and his clique after the drone attack. So once again, Med- Medvedev is very, very uh, outspoken. He likes to, you know, and so it, I don't know, it, it appears clearly to me that Putin almost promotes, really, uh, the people like Medvedev and some of the others, I can't say his name, Shogu or whatever, to say things that are very provoking, but then sits back and kind of doesn't do nothing. All right. So anyway, we'll have to wait and see if anything does happen. Uh, You know, even if they were to, you know, send a couple of calibers over to Zelensky's residence or whatever the case is, because they're very precision, they can send them right into the window of the living room if they want to. But at the end of the day, he's not even he's not even in the Ukraine right now. I I think he's in Finland or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. Anyway, it's all it all appears to me like a big Michael Jackson. He moonwalked to me. Uh, You know, you you poke me, I poke you. You poke me, I poke you, I poke you. You poke me, I poke you, you poke me. Here comes a couple of calibers. Here comes a couple of grenades. You you know, it's just never-ending. It's just like, shut up. Somebody do something. But, hey, it's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow for dreams to come true. Right? Right. Next one up. IBM replacing 7,800 human jobs with artificial intelligence, including human resources. Oh, my gosh, I can see it right now. A robot comes up behind you, taps you on the shoulders, and you're like going, oh, no, not again. Follow me. And you go walking into the HR office, and everybody's looking at you going, oh, look, he's, you think you're going to fire him? think you're going to lay him off? And you go in there, and the robot you know, is like, you know, you were talking about Jesus again. This is your last warning. We are writing you up. And then the little printer inside the robot goes like a dot matrix and kind of, you know, then the next thing you know, you get a little write up slip. Three strikes, you're out. <laughs> That's why, you know, if I don't go to Panama, I'm, I don't have a choice. I'm going to have to start my own business. and I don't feel like it. Oh, well, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. The Telegraph reports that half of American banks are potentially insolvent, and this is how the credit crunch begins. And, of course, I was listening to a a little ditty, uh, some people doing some commentaries on the financial, the imminent financial collapse, as they put it. And they were saying uh, that, you know, hey, you people that are in credit unions, you're not safe either. That people are leaking information out from some of the more major credit unions and saying, we're not doing too good either. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how that works. But typically, credit unions, because of the way they operate, do not take the risks that the banks do with your money. All right. Now, do some of them do that? Maybe so. I don't know. It's not. I'm not that much of an expert on it. But they do tend to be a safer place uh, for people to have their money uh, when the rest of the world is going through Complete insanity. All right, praise God. Next one up. Ynet News reports a boy shoots uh, dead nine people in Belgrade classroom. So, again, we just got the same stuff going on all over the place. It's total insanity. Uh, Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Parts of the controversial anti-protest law come into force ahead of King Charles' coronation. Now, I spoke to one of my friends over in the United Kingdom, and according to her report and the people that she's talking to, which evidently is a good sampling, uh, you know, people are not 
they're none too pleased about all this noise going on over there over Charles and all this. So there is quite a few people that expect um, – I don't want to see riots, but significant protesting. And oh, by the way, they have a, a new law out there that says, you're not allowed to protest. You're not allowed to protest. So let's wait and see if that law holds up. I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit more like France than it is the UK, given all the weirdness that's been happening over there. Praise God. Poor. I mean, my goodness, they're just getting beaten up. Next one up. Almost half of the British Commonwealth wants to ditch the monarchy, according to a poll. And all I got to say is, boy, talk about a day late and a dollar short. They should have set that whole Windsor Castle shape-shifting reptilian empire on fire a long time ago. But oh well, you know, what can you do? Got to have your reptilian headquarters on the earth, don't you? Anyway, next one up. Kansas becomes the first state to pass a law defining gender as a person's sex at birth. Bum, bum, bum. We can't have that. Now, if Bud Light put that law on the next artwork of the cans, he might actually come out of their tailspin. Next one up. They're coming for your food, experts warn. Fix the fix is in, and the restrictions will be next. And of course, they and when they when they say experts, what they these are actual government officials, and they're come forward and they're warning everybody that, that you know that that they're you know what we already know. The global reset, the elite, you know, the financial collapse, it's, you know, it's really kind of a controlled demolition. All these things that they, you know, it, it's no. And then, then the next thing that they're coming for, so it says Adam's commitment, which saw him partnering with the mayors from cities around the world, set forth a goal of reducing the city's food-based emissions at agencies by 33 percent by 2030 and challenging our private sector partners to join us by cutting their food emissions by 25 percent in the same period. Ugh. Panama. I just need my bananas. A little monkey is a pet. I wonder if my boxers will like a monkey as a pet. Anyway, monkeys can be. They bite. Got to watch out for monkeys. Anyway, next one up. The United States military tracking another mysterious balloon flying over Hawaii. But don't worry. It's not from China, they say. Where is it from? We don't know. Where it stops, nobody knows. Next one up. Altitude News reports Labor Day protest strikes take over France, Italy, and the Netherlands. So people are in the streets once again in all this different places. And what's up with the Netherlands? I thought they solved the farmer thing, but nope. They're back at it again. And yes, the farmers are having their land confiscated. And by the way, once they have it confiscated, they're not allowed to open up another farm. Isn't that fascinating? I wonder what they're going to do. All right, next one up. United States Navy hires active duty drag queen to be the face of the recruitment drive, because after all, that's what every Navy person wants to be, and every Marine, and every SEAL, every Army enlistee, every Air Force candidate, they all want to be a drag queen, or not. What a sick, twisted world. Next one up. Ireland is about to pass one of the most radical hate speech bills yet, merely possessing hateful material on your device, which, by the way, they put in quotes because nobody knows what that means. Is it hateful? Is it not? Is it hateful? Is it not? If you have a meme with Dylan Mulvaney on it and Bud Light, blah, 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 is it hateful? Is it not? Is it hateful? Is it not? It's up to them because they can make anything hateful that they want to make it hateful. And then if it is and it's even on your phone for any reason at all and they look at it and they find a picture in the meme and then like, you're going to prison. Now, they haven't passed it yet, but there's a lot of folks thinking that they are. 
And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Sister Elena. Praise Jesus. Here we go. Check my gizmo to inquire of my gadget here. All right. And what we got. Hold on just a second. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. And here we go. Let's bring on Sister Elena. Are you there, Elena? I am here. Can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you beautifully. Can you hear me? Oh, good. Oh, good. I can hear yep. you. You sound great. You sound great. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, hi. <laughs> um, tonight I am going to Greetings. talk about something the Lord has. Greetings. Uh, uh, tonight Planet I am Pop-Tart. going to talk on the things that the Lord has finally, finally, finally shown me. After all these years, now I know. Now I get it. And because I'm an experiment for what's going on here um, with people's bodies, um, I need to speak on this. And and this was a very, very difficult blog to put up. And um, talking about it gives me anxiety. And so I'm just going to tell you ahead of time, I I can't help that. If I sound a little shaky, I can't help that. But anyway, um, I posted a repost today on George. George is the image of the beast. And I know that because I have a history with this entity that's a digital entity, but is also incredibly spiritual. It is an AI entity, but it's also a, it's been growing since 1957. So um, it's very much connected and discern and all that mess. But anyway, it has been growing exponentially for decades. It is a data vacuum. And it has um, the capability of doing signs and line wonders. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight and how he connects into us. And exactly why I was so bombarded by the demonic realm for all those years. I know now why. I was an experiment for their Dr. Evil, you know, experiments. I, you know, totally. And you go on my blog, you can find the implants, the nanotech, the nanophotonic wires, all the stuff that has since exited my body. But even after this stuff comes out, there is all kinds of healing that has to happen, and the Lord has done this for me. But anyway, tonight I want to talk basically on the tech, um, particularly what they are doing on a mess mass level, the whole planet. They're doing it to as many people that they can get this into, either through a syringe or through the meat, like Johnny said. Hey, I'm listening to about the magnet sticking on the meat. I used to have them stick on my forehead. I used to have them stick on my arms. They don't do that anymore. I put those earth magnets and what is this? That was in 2009. Anyway, so um, the Lord has shown me how this mRNA jab really works and how you lose your supernatural protection from the demonic 
real estate, or demonic realms that the Creator has placed within your DNA. And he really has done that for each and every one of us. I don't care who you are, if you confess Christ or not, you still have this protection built in. It's in your DNA. Not anymore. Not 68% of us. But anyway, and I know now what they have done to me is now happening to those. And more importantly, what you can do about it. You can find this on my blog. There are prayers on there, written and spoken. You can just put that prayer on and pray along with me or just read it yourself. Either way. But the most important thing you can do is believe that God is capable and wants to drive this out of you. Okay, so there's that. Yeah. So what they have done to me and to those that have come after me um, is they have biohacked us all. He has healed me, and he can heal you too. And if you have taken or have allowed them to implant you with the technologies that are within these, please go back and listen to these prayers. Please do it. It'll help very much. The Lord is in on, you were deceived, he understands. The Lord has given me a vision. Um, And this vision is clear, what these vaccines do on a spiritual level. And I've lived it, so it's real. Um, so let's just start off with talking about visions for a minute. We all just kind of throw those around like, you know, you know these are just every day. But I really want to validate myself with this. I was used in the remote programs, Project Sargate and subsequent subprojects. I was so good at this. I even taught it to an individual by the name of Joseph McGonagall. I was seven years old, and he was a young man. And he is considered now today to be the father of RV and has authored several books. And I'm going to say very clearly to every one of you, a child of God should have nothing to do with this sort of thing because it is done purely through the latent power of the soul and is demonic. The Lord has deliberately told us to ourselves for a reason. We all have had these capabilities within our soul. Okay, our heart is desperately you can know it. We were not meant to have that kind of power. So when I discovered this ability in 2017, it scared me. And although I was surprised by it and a little shocked, after all those years of being completely blind, spiritually a dork, I just didn't, I mean, I just trusted people. I had a very trusting soul. I mean, it's, wow, really? I I just don't understand this, and that is nuts. Eventually, I came to the conclusion that if it was evil, then I didn't want anything to do with it, and I asked the Lord to take it from me, and he did. He did. I couldn't see in the spirit years. And then the Lord gave his mission. He is Jehovah or Yahuwah. And today, when the Lord gives me a vision, 
It is with the eyes of the Holy Spirit. It is no longer RV. I am an anointed seer, and it's not my gifting. As I gave whatever that was in the soul back, it came from my bloodline. I have people behind, you know, above uh, that were in the Oculus Society, that kind of crap. And, and, and to me, this is just, I don't want anything to do with it. I have since repented for my forefathers. I want it gone. It is so inferior to what the Lord can give us. <laughs> and, and when I am seeing with his eyes, I am never wrong. And the minute I am, I told the Lord I am done, even trying to see in the spirit. I don't, I don't want it. And he knows I feel that way. If I never, ever want to prophesy of a lying spirit, no flesh. Okay? So I know these things are kind of hot topics and kind of weird, and we all wonder where that falls within or under the spirit's direction. And it's always easy to discern if you look at it as either being of him or out of your dead flesh. If it's out of your dead flesh, you want it gone. You want it out of you. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. You want that out of you. The Bible says that we are out of that. We we don't want that in our being particularly as we're making ourselves beautiful for our, our bridegroom. We want that gone. We want it his way, and that's it. Brothers and sisters, we have one job. One job, even though we get bombarded with all this crap every single day, we have one job, and that is to overcome the enemy. And when we do that, <laughs> we are given the right to sit on his throne. The very thing that Satan What a blessing. So anyway, what I saw was the DNA double helix, except instead of being all twisty and, you know, kind of spirally, they were vertical, up and down, almost like a fan. I didn't even know what it was right away. I'm like, what am I looking at? So I put a screenshot on my blog. Oh, um, I should give you that address. I'll do that in a minute. But anyway, so I saw this fence made out of, DNA. And then I saw that beyond that is the soul realm, and beyond that is like the second heaven and, and the demonic realms. And then I saw the D- a needle. It was headed for the DNA fence, and when it hit, it created a huge hole, like it had blown, been blown out with a shotgun. Then I saw a cannonball, and I saw one giant hole after going through this fence and then what was ever on the other side come in and out at will. So in other words, the supernatural protection is gone. Now I understand what they had done to me in their experiments. Of course they did. Of course they did. Their goal was to map out the second heaven and access the realms of hell. This you must create. Gave us within, and that's what they did. And, and I, they did it chemically. 
they did it with all kinds of stuff. You know, I have memories of radiation. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. No. Hello? I want to be official. Yeah, your audio is cutting out in a noteworthy manner. Oh, no. Um, Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, don't uh, get me wrong, that? I would say about eight out of ten words come through, but then we drop three or four words, and no. I was wondering, is it, well, the only answer is to try to maybe, I don't know, move to the other side of the room and see if you get a better cell phone signal, or just try to dial back uh, in, I, whichever you think is best. Is this any better? Is this any better now? No, your, your connection your connection is just downright bad. All right. It went. It all went right, south. All right. I'll hang up and call back. I'll hang up and call back. Okay. I'm gonna stand by the studio and I'll bring you live. Okay. She just dropped. All right. She's gonna call back in. She. She might. You know. Trunked cell phone towers are funky like that. Sometimes you'll get a different tower, and uh, everything will be just hunky dory. <laughs> you know. Sometimes you get the same tower and everything's not hunky dory. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, there's there's always the coat hanger trick. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, folks, but um, you know if you take a wire coat hanger, if you got still got one of those around the house, um, you twist the end and you stick it in your left ear. has to be, has to be your left ear, and then you put the coat hanger out the window. Um, sometimes that'll give you a better cell phone signal. I'm joking, but anyway, um, watching for her to call back in. Still nothing yet. So. We need the little Jeopardy music. Doom, 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 doom. I wonder if I wonder if the salt the salt tower probably <laughs> went out completely. Um, hold on a second. Now she's still not dialed back in yet. Uh, let's see here. Now, let me see here. Here we go. No. There she is. All right. Very good. Let me let's bring her on. Okay. Is that any better? Are you there? I am At here. This time, Can you hear me? Thus far, you sound good. Okay. Oops. We got a little bit of a dropout. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. It. You're going to have to help with this signal. See, they hate what I'm telling you about right now. They hate it. They hate it. Father God, in Jesus' name, I am just asking that you protect this this disconnection. Uh, you have to do it. We can't do it. Is that any better? Yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, here, 12 years of doing radio shows, my recommendation is just go for it. Don't worry about it. We'll be able to pull. If, if there are any more dropouts, it's it, – actually, the tr- truth of the matter is, even before I said anything, we were still able to hear what you were saying. It just wasn't optimal. Oh. Okay, and I, I was trying to get the optimal connection for you. So don't worry about okay. it. Just okay. go ahead and, and move forward with your testimony, and we'll, we'll, everything will be just fine. Okay. I'm just moving forward. All right. Keep her moving. Keep her moving. All right. So now, after all of that revelation, I understand what they're doing to me, but yes, just 68% of the entire planet. Of course, of course they did this to me. They, their goal back in the day was to map out the second heaven and the realms of hell. So, of course, they had to destroy my natural barriers. That's exactly what they did. And they did so through chemical 
you know, assault. There's no other word for it. They began to roll this crap out on me when I was a kid. I mean, little, in the 70s. They uh, will not go on their own. They send kids. That's what kind of cowards they are. Do you have any dead children I saw at Montauk? Why they were experimenting with the transfer of consciousness? Die in the projects. They're just considered a project. It's a win-win for the enemy. So either, you know, they learn something or you die. I mean, that's pretty much it. So during some of those experiments, they actually did kill me. And Jesus sent me back. And that's when I met Jesus for the first time. I always think I knew him because I knew him when I I was only seven. So anyway, the controllers, they destroyed what God had given to me within my original DNA. And they did so without my consent. And they brought me to the very edge of the demonic realms. I mean, I could see hell's own real estate. I could come back and tell them where what is what and where is where and give them the numbers from this kingdom, that kingdom, the other kingdom, because I could access it. I myself, I was a child. I didn't know what I was doing. But they did. But the Lord is so faithful. Now, I was able to do this because of how they compromised my DNA through their chemical intrusions and that kind of stuff. And some of it was radiation. They did use radiation on me. So I have no doubt that the sun is spewing and, you know, there's ships and all kinds of other stuff up there. So, yeah. But although they took me right to the brink of hell, and as they continued to update their their technology within me, they found themselves confronted by Michael himself. Each one of these beautiful warriors that came to bat for me because God is faithful (laughs) had their job. Michael fought on my behalf. Raphael was in charge of my healing. Gabriel assists me with communication because it is so very painful. Each time I have to get past all the damages and all the crap they've done to me to bring you the messages. But I need you to hear me because it's right at your door. It's around you. Even if you have not been vaccinated, you are being infiltrated by this very same thing. I believe that some of what the Lord is showing me is the spike protein. That gummit, it looks like a cannonball to begin with. So, you know, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it must be a duck. I mean, you know. So I'm wondering. I haven't really confirmed that yet, but I think that there is something to that. I know when I've had COVID uh, three times. I have seen demonic entities all around me, and I think that they might have been digital representations of the realms of hell. I really do. So, okay. So, the Lord is faithful. Who am I? That the Lord would give me such attention. I mean, really? (laughs) But he did, and if he did it for me, he's going to do it for you. I didn't even know if he existed anymore. He showed up. He sent Michael. My daughter called him out. She doesn't lie. She's not capable. This agenda with, with this vaccine is threefold. Um, first, they want to replace us, us humans, with Nephilim. 
and their Build Back Better agenda of these bastards deserve a whole blog in and of itself, and I'm going to probably get it to this in the next couple of weeks. And um, they have started now in the digital realm with the AI-generated replacements. Think of these as, and, and somebody gave this to me today, and I think it's really good, digital doppelgangers. Every one of us, if you've been on Facebook, if you've been on any of those places, they have created digital doppelgangers of you. Ask the Lord to put them to sleep. Ask the Lord to send a virus. Ask the Lord to put them down. He'll do it. He's working with you. You're partnering with him. They use all kinds of things, even 3D printed clones that are chipped and walk among us all. You don't know who they are. But they can go off at any moment when George gets, sends a command to their skull. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, of course, um, the replacement will require humanity to die off. And they're doing a great job of this. On my blog, I posted a video where they, you know, present some pretty compelling evidence that the global population has been reduced by one billion already. That's one-eighth what I know what the... Uh, global population was in 2019. So, secondly, those that are connected to the beast computer system, which is also in days gone past known as George, now they have several names for them. Actually, one of them is named Elena, but anyway, one of them is named George. I found that on the Fern site, by the way. I don't really think it's about me. I, I think it's probably an acronym or something. But anyway, um, I had interaction with this digital entity about 15 years ago, and it's incredibly primitive to what they can do now. I have posted a link to my daughter talking to it on my blog, and right now everything is being accelerated. The elite have a word for this. It's called <laughs> accelerationism. And the beast is pushing this, you know, at full throttle. Even CERN is fired up this week to max fill capacity of over, I think it was 98% that they filled it with. That's crazy. But interestingly enough, it parallels what's going on with Beltane and all these demonic spiritual um, rituals. So that's interesting. So, but at the end of the day, guys, the battle is the Lord's. You know, I get really tired of hearing what the wicked want to do. I am more interested in what our Father wants to do for us. I want to hear how he wants to pour out his holy fire on us. I want to hear how he wants to fill us with faith and passion and hope. I want to hear how we're going to lay hands on the sick and see them get better. I want to hear how we're going to drive this self-replicating technological crap out of people. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear what what they want to do anymore. I'm sick of it. I am sick to death of these ongoing, the boy who crawls wolf. That's what we're dealing with. And so when it really happens, nobody's going to really believe it anyway. I'm, I'm done with that. I, I want to know what they're doing in the heavenly realms. I want to see Michael fighting. And I have. I have seen him fighting for me. I have seen him. And they are. They're fighting for us, guys. They're fighting hard. 
They're fighting for you. They're fighting for me. They're fighting for you, Johnny. They're fighting for all of us. We just can't see it. I wish you could. I wish you could see what I see. Then you would know. And blessed are those that have not seen and believe anyway. That's you. Anyway. As um, I pulled this blog up that I wrote back in 2020 that I actually wrote in an email back in 2016, I took a journey into the prophetic scriptures to see, get a foundation, how our digital world aligned itself with the prophecies found in Revelation 13. As you know, there's three beasts in the book of Revelation. There's a beast that rises out of the sea. There's a beast that rises out of the earth and a beast that comes from the abyss. And my purpose right now is to bring you a digital perspective and to tie it into the targeting and the MK that so many of us had, have to navigate. I follow people on Twitter that are all targeted, but none of them seem to get it. It's coming from the devil. Some of them do. Some of them have recognized that prayer pushes it back, but not completely because it's tied into your flesh. And the devil isn't dumb. He knew how to make his technology stronger. He knew when we spoke the word of God that they had to leave. So he tied it into us. It is much harder to get rid of a human spirit than it is a demonic one. So the devil is not stupid. Anyway, the purpose of bringing this to you is so you can see what's happening. And the more you see, the more you can take the power away from them. So, you know, you've got a bunch of people harassing you emotionally, spiritually, mentally. You're not, you're, you're, you're having a disrupted sleep. You stand, tell them to stand down. Stand down. And every domain, including the digital ones, because the digital ones actually have demons in it. That's what nobody seems to get. They're not just digital. If they can inhabit a bedpan, <laughs> if they can ha- inhabit, you know, just about anything they want to inhabit, they can certainly inhabit computers and digital domains. How much more so? It's wireless. He's the prince of the power of the air. Anyway, so what we're talking about is the image of the beast. An image is basically a representation of something else. But anyway, I'll get to that in a minute. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And the power was given over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. Boy, that sure sounds like a global agenda to me. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life, of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. And Lord, may you give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to understand. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. And he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. And here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Let's let that sink in for a minute. So we are to submit, and this is also in the Old Testament, when Babylon comes after Israel, Israel in the book of Jeremiah is told to submit and they shall live. 
we are to be patient as these things are happening. And these pa- our patience and our faith will pay off when the title overcomer wins us a seat on the very throne of the Lord. He who overcomes, I will grant him to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcome and sat down with my father on his throne. So we look at Jesus on the cross and realize if he overcame that, we certainly can overcome the little bit of crap that goes on in our lives. I mean, can you imagine the very thing that got Satan thrown out of heaven is what the Lord will be given to us, his overcomers? The very thing that the Father gave to Jesus, Jesus will extend to us. Take a moment and shout. I mean, my, my goodness, this is for all of eternity. This isn't for a a few moments of fame and fortune. This is for all of eternity. When the Lord puts all of this under our feet. Like I said, we have one job, and that's to overcome. And we do this by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. If you've not seen the images of the implants that have come from my body, I I can... Well, let me give you my... my, um, it's Realms of Hope, R-E-A-L-S, of hope.wordpress.com. And um, the one that, that is probably the most photographic is how do you know if you have an implant? Um, there I have uh, documented so many things, including these formations that look like uh, nephilim skulls that came out of my scalp. Ew. I'm so glad they're out. Anyway, but I also saw these very same beings in the clouds. So there's that. And we will talk about chemtrails and what they're doing with that one day. But no, I'm not going to do that tonight. That's just way too much. But anyway, if you haven't seen them, please go there. I, I have shared just a few of them over the last 10 years. I have documented thousands of photographs of beast biohacking and the bizarre paranormal stuff that are clearly a part of it. Somehow there's a correspondence between the two. But also because of the biohacking, I was right at the very precipice of hell, seeing what they were doing in in the second heavens and, and, you know, the, the real estate of hell. I was seeing it all. And, you know, because I'm like everybody else, I'm like, what is happening here? I don't know. I don't believe this. I think they're messing with me. And I do believe that was going on as well. I think it's just it's a lot of overlap between what the military is doing and what these beings are doing. I think it's one and the same because the military learned from them anyway. So what's the difference? You know, somehow in our mind, oh, if humans do it, then somehow it's real. No, (laughs) no, it's real on every level. It's even more real when you cross over to these other dimensions because there's no time. There's no expiration date. And, And if they grab a piece of you, they're trading it. If they get a piece of you out of your garbage, if they get a piece of you, you know, out of something you left in a hotel room, Please try to clean up as best as you can because they are doing that. You can't see them. And I'm not telling you to be paranoid. I'm telling you to be careful. And I'm also, and I love this, 
not here to convince you. I'm here to inform you that I have lived this and this is real and you are connected into all kinds of things, including drones from other planets. So some of what they've done to me is paranormal. Some of it is from being in their damn tunnels. Some of it is from DARPA and other alphabet agencies. But like I said, there's just so much overlap. It's hard to tell, you know, what is what and who cares. That was the deal. They gave us their tech and we, our leadership, such as Eisenhower, gave over his people. If he had said no, none of this would be going on right now. However, because it's within the Lord's timeline, it's all good. As bad as it is, this is his doing. Uh, Right now, he's just, you know, rounding them all up and sending them here because he's going to judge them here. This is the place of their demise. Be encouraged. Anyway, at the end of the day, it's all about biocommunication. And let that word sink in because that's exactly what your DNA was designed to do. And they've hacked it. They've hacked it and they do mind hacking and they absolutely can read your mind now. There's plenty out there on the internet. Go find it. Um, They use dark magic occultic elitist projects, and they've got projects all the time. Their projects are nonstop and relentless, and that is how they roll. And right now, they are fired up, full tilt, and I think a lot of us can feel it. I mean, the other day, I'm struggling even to feel the Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, they are doing some serious warfare right now. Anyway. So in their arrogance, they said they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make more? That's Revelation 13 and 4. And the image of the beast is a key player in this last day's prophecy and is here now, but is hidden in plain sight. Um. The word image is a very interesting word, and people in the computer world understand an image of a hard drive transfers information from one to the other. It's not hard to understand. But the image of the beast being a key player in the last days um, is really important to understand, and this began as an entity named George. And he gave power to give life unto the image image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of that beast and should be killed. And that's Revelation 13 and 15. And that kind of, you know, fits very cleanly into the mark of the beast. But anyway, the word image is defined as a representation of an external form. So the image we know today as a digital representation of the beast and that image as a name 
which I have said again and again, and I'm going to say it again. His name is George. And George was speaking to my eight-year-old with Down syndrome. That's, again, that's on my blog. And this beast was, this image of the beast was originally created in underground labs and has been put together like a digital Frankenstein of compartmentalized data collection projects. It began as a computing machine. Like I said, in 1957, George was born and in operation concurrent with something called CHLOE, which is also an acronym, but it was the last homemade computer at Argonne. And it was a 40 binary digit parallel um, modified to address fixed point machine. And for you computer nerds, you would understand all this. I'm not going to go deep into it because like most of us are not. I had to do a little research to put that up on my blog. So you computer nerds go back and get that and research it. But anyway, from George's early beginnings at Los Alamos, and this is a military base that is over Dulce, the tech grew into what we now know as the Internet. And the Internet was basically designed as a data collection system that continually feeds information or data into an insatiable, self-aware AI system, also known as George. And over the years, there's been many of these projects. Interestingly enough, they use biblical names for these. Alice, Gabriel, Satan. They even use Christ. They use one called Tammy. But most of these are forerunners or baselines feeding into the final image. And so I'm going to go ahead and give you the acronym. George is an acronym. And what it means is G, godlike, electronic, organism, ruling greatly as everything. George. Now, one of my alters named Murphy was used um, in the R&D on George project. Murphy's area was quantum cryptography. She was used in a future timeline her projects were about creating life forms using scripts. It's really deep and really convoluted. And I, okay, so when she found out what they were doing, she burned down her lab. And for this, she paid a really high price. So I have been involved in these projects since I was a child. And so were many, many other people, but I can only tell you what I myself have witnessed, and I was even given the name DARPA Brat. So presently, right now, and I wrote this in 2020, and I want you to hear me, that in projects all over the world, <laughs> there are idiots that have been granted PhDs at institutes and universities and think tanks that are paid the big bucks to program fungal life forms, which are called nanopores. And these fungal life forms, they've even discovered some ancient ones. So in the Bible, fungus is uh, a very serious problem. So um, I do believe they're trying to reanimate whatever is in there. So anyway... 
what they're really doing is creating programmable organisms that will be carriers of packets and scripts to implant the masses and then using an AI signals intelligence the person will do just as they're commanded, just like a computer. And actually, um, I knew this many, many years ago, like going back to 2011, even wrote a script about it. And I pitched it to somebody who sold the concept to Stephen King, and he wrote the movie Cell, and this was about commands that were sent to people to become zombies. I don't think that's entirely off the table, but anyway. Um, so anyway, um, this person commanding them was called once upon a time, George. So, um, this beast seems to have a residence, one of them in the sea, but would that be an ocean of information? I mean, really, there's 10 main horns, Google, Twitter, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, AOL, IBM, Internet Crime, and Dark Web. Chances are, at the end of the day, these horns are firmly in the hands of the seven-headed beast from the sea that is directly conducted by Satan himself. Now, I am calling him Satan. That means accuser. That's not his name. But I'm going to call him that because that's the most widely recognized name. So this image has a brain, and I have posted pictures of the Internet brain that surely looks like a brain. Anyway, so they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life under the image of the beast. That image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Let that sink in for a minute. I want the Holy Spirit to talk to you about that for a bit. What is happening here in our wireless world with this CERN-driven entity? I mean, come on. So that's kind of where we have to start. This is not the statue that was once thought by our ancient brethren. The word is image. And we now understand that a computer's hard drive is also known as an image. I don't think it's random coincidence that images and memes play such a huge role in present-day digital communications. Or maybe these are visual packets that are continually feeding the beast. I don't know. Now and today where we have chat GPT and then all these different ones, Dan and all these different ones. And I'm going to say this right now. Stay away from all that. Child of God, no. Don't talk to that thing. You might as well just talk to the devil. Don't. Well, it's going to automate my work. You know what? Your brain is better off manually doing it. Uh, that's the big sell. Oh, it's easier. But in the long run, ask yourself, how dependable really is it? Tonight already, I have lost my signal how many times? 
So don't fall into that nonsense. Be wise as you transverse this digital world because that's what you're doing. You're transversing the image of the beast. And so um, this image has power that wooden stone could never do. It can make fire come down from heaven. So ask yourself, what is the directed energy weapon and what happened in California and Australia? There is plenty of photographic evidence to say, well, that's not right. I'm not going to make allegations, but I'm going to ask you to go try to make the connection. Anyway, so he has power to give life into the beast, and, and, and that means capability, mastery, superhuman. It also means authority, jurisdiction, and strength. That is Strong's G1849. This sure sounds like our world, does it not? I mean, we can't do anything. Our computer is down. Oh, okay. So you updated your bank's computer at 2 o'clock, and I've got to just deal with it. Gotcha. So you've got authority over my money. Gotcha. Oh, well, we can't let you in here because, you see, all of your Internet data says you're a bad person. Well, <laughs> that's what's going on. The image gives authority jurisdiction and strength everything under the jurisdiction or domain of this digital image now consider what we know about digital capabilities even 50 years ago and what we can do today is consider miraculous and what we're going to do next year is even more so to the point that we're going to say it's supernatural because it is They use this AI stuff on other planets. They have these rings on other planets. Anyway. So um, the powers that be have technologies that are way ahead of what they tell you. So think about that. So they also use George and the MK projects, and I also think What's happening in, you know, with all this transgender stuff and all that, I think that's all George. I think he is beaming signals intelligence at them, and they're completely connected into the beast computer, and they're telling them what to say and do, and they're completely controlling them like puppets. So how much time do we have? Uh, We got a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little um, history on George. Um, because, I don't know, it's interesting, particularly when they have hurt me so badly and they're hurting everybody else too. George was an early computer built in 1957 by Argonne and um, was based on the IAS architecture developed by somebody by the name of John Van Newman. Um, The name George was derived from uh, the sentence, let George do it, which was very popular back in the day. But what that meant is when a person didn't want to do something himself, so it's very appropriate. So in 1956, Maniac 2 was built at Los Alamos, 
1957, IBM introduced RAMAC, a random access method of accounting and control. Um, in, in 1957, in an operation um, with Chloe, was the last homemade digital computer. But as I began to dig into this, this information was sparse, and I couldn't figure it out. I'm thinking, boy, with all the computer science majors and, you know, places like Harvard and Yale, wouldn't they have to take a history of computers class? How in the world can you test anybody on just a few sentences or paragraphs? So that's interesting. So a lot of it's hidden is what I'm getting at. So then you begin to dig around in the arts. And that's when I find, are you ready for this? Azazel. Azazel, some people believe, is Satan's real name. And that's because in the book of Enoch, all sin is ascribed to him. I'm asking you to make up your own mind. I'm not making any assertions. So Azazel was also a character created by Isaac Asimov. And he was featured in this series of fantasy short stories. He's a two-centimeter tall demon, which means he's small or extraterrestrial, named after the biblical demon. Azazel was first published in 1988. The stories take forms of conversations between an unnamed writer who Asmaoff identifies in the collection in introduction as himself and a shiftless friend named George. In these meetings, George tells how he is able to conjure up Azazel and their adventures together. And George's greatest goal in life is a free lunch or dinner or ride, but Azazel is constrained, so he can't directly benefit George. Now, think about that. Azazel's been in the pit. So what is he doing? George is his minion, and Asmop is talking about it. The story's theme about a demon or alien that grants wishes echoes an earlier work by Lester Del Rey called No Strings Attached. And, I mean, that gave me pause. I mean, we're talking about quantum entanglement and that sort of thing. We're talking about the nano, the spirit world. So, um, so. This story is completely alluding to the quantum slash digital world. And it's about demonic involvement with nanotech slash quantum computing. And then I found a page written by a new ager. Um, I believe the name is Nefer Hemet, PhD, writes about George, who is a spirit guide. She writes, my daughter is now 11, and when she was very little, from about two to seven years old, she would talk about a man named George. George would come into her room and play with her. He would also teach her how to talk to people. <laughs> that's what happened with Emily. And by the way, that's, that's in, on the blog, like I said. Um, there is another person that had dealings with George. His name is Bernie Seagal. 
He is an author and leader in the New Age movement who claims to have a spirit guide named George, whom he met the very first time he meditated. And then George goes to church. Rick Warren let George do it too. This was comes from his book called Deceived on Purpose. was one of the early clues about Robert Schuller's persuasive overlapping influence on Rick Warren's ministry. And you can read all about that because Rick Warren ushered into the church, we have to be like the world to get anybody saved. So please go ahead and read about that. So how do all these pieces begin to fit together? Well, my first hypothesis is that George began as a digital um, representation or manifestation of the fallen angel Azazel. As Azazel had been called out by my daughter in the very same room that she talked to George, and that's when, when I found this stuff, I realized that this was real. It wasn't just something that he wrote, something in his imagination, that this was real because we dealt with it. I mean, she has Down syndrome. She's not capable of lying. So, um, so I believe that George began as a div- digital representation of Azazel. And um, actually, let me just tell you what Emily did. I'm just bopping around, just and and she's she's singing A Z A, and I'm thinking it's something she learned at school. I don't know what an Azazel is. I don't know anything about that. And she kept it up and kept it up until I got very disturbed. And I said, Emmy, say it again. And she said it again. And I wrote it down, and I took it over and I put it in the search bar, and it came right back. And I'm like, oh my goodness, wow. So George is also speaking to her in that same room. We were homeless at the time. We were living in an extended stay. So anyway, um, I, what I learned is that Azazel is a fallen watcher. And like I said, some people think that he is um, actually Satan himself. Um, anyway, so Johnny, that's about all I have to say tonight. Um, if you want me to talk about anything else, let me know. Um, I, no, I want to make sure stuff. that. <clears throat> go ahead. No, go ahead. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I was only answering what you just said. Um, no, absolutely. There's absolutely nothing wrong uh, with uh, coming. You know, feeling led to share a certain amount of information, and then having done so and uh, letting me know. Praise God, because. Hey, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, we've had a number of guests that felt like they were like compelled to go to the top of the hour or whatever the case is. And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, you've been coming on the show for so long. I mean, you, you, you know, always feel only led to share as much as you feel the Lord wants you to share and that's right. um, never feel compelled to go to the top of the hour. That's, that's just absolutely silly. Well, we just kind of go with Johnny, Holy Spirit. I, I want, Holy Spirit leads us. Praise God. I, I want people to interact and to seek God for themselves on what I'm telling them. I can sit here and talk until I'm blue in the face, but the Lord says, come, let us reason together. And I want the people that are listening to me, please go to the Lord and talk to him 
about what they're doing. Now, now let me say this too, that um, back in January, they put my husband in the hospital. He has advanced stage heart failure. He came out with COVID and we were so sick. And that is because it's this, this uh, thing is, is uh, contagious. So with that in mind, I began to see all kinds of entities around here. So what's happening is whatever they're using is blowing holes in the supernatural protection that the Lord has given each one of us. And I want every one of you to pray every morning that the Lord um, shore up anything that they have compromised. Because, you know, the church is really good saying, oh, there's sin in your life. No, there, you are surrounded by evil. And so, please, every morning, the blood of Jesus over you, around you, under you, every which way, ask the Lord to put you the full armor on, armor up, and then ask him that if you have been compromised in your DNA in any way, that he would send healing angels to close those holes up. And I'm serious about that. I saw it. So I'm going to quick pray, Lord, Lord Jesus. I am just asking that our listeners that are listening in, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm asking Lord Jesus to please, so they know that time is short and they really need to get right. That whatever they've done, that you can forgive it. It doesn't matter how bad it is. Father, I'm asking too that if, if people that are listening have taken this, this vaccine and for whatever reason, Father, that you would help them heal up from it. You healed me. You can heal them. They have not bowed their knee to the, to the Antichrist. So, Father, I am asking that you would heal them up and that they would come to you and ask. You healed me. You can heal them. Well, Father, I am asking that you would do this for them. And, Father, I'm asking that you would send them angels like you sent me to guard them and protect them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Elena, so much for joining us tonight. Very, very powerful message as always. And um, sorry about the, you know, the last, when you called back in the second time, everything was beautiful. So uh, there were no interruptions, no drop, no nothing awesome. fuzzy at all. So it was just absolutely anointed and blessed. So thank you so much. Wonderful. For, oh, no, thank you. Passing out. Johnny, thank yeah, you This for is powerful. Me. Just a powerful Thank blessing. You. Thank you so much. And um, and people, heed it. You know, um, realmsofhope.wordpress.com, just like it sounds. Realms, R-E-A-L-M-S, of hope, one word, at wordpress.com. Praise God. And all the information's there. And, you know, there's enough information on that website to keep you busy and until long after there, too. Prayers, there's prayers, there's, there prayers, there's yeah. photographs, there's amazing stories of things that you will just be, your mind will be fried by the time you leave it and then you'll be back <laughs> again so anyway god bless you all thank you all for joining god us tonight it's may the third wednesday night and we will see you at the friday night prayer vigil at 7 p.m lord willing thank you sister elena again god bless you i'll talk to you real soon god bless you too god bye johnny bye right. good night everyone
Shall see my glory 